This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 139, Curiosity Leads to Connection, with Annie Joy. Hey everybody, I'm Becky Higgins, and with me is my friend and co-host, and sometimes the wind beneath my wings. All the time. Sometimes the one giving me the headache. Sometimes. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That's not true. I'll own it. I totally give you headaches and okay. you give me headaches sometimes. <laughs> as long as it's part of our not. charm together. It is part of our charm. We actually had a funny moment yesterday where I just kind of snapped at you and I was, I was like, it was almost like an out of body experience. <laughs> no, hear me out. You don't know how I felt about this. I snapped at you. You snapped back because mm-hmm. verbal aggression is one of your triggers, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you didn't snap back, but you were like super defensive. It's like chill. Right. You're like chill out. And I almost had this out of body experience, like looking at the two of us and I'm like, get it girls. That's like right. it just kind of <sighs> felt like, yes, this is how you do. No one's losing their mind. No way. You're having a moment and it's, and it's all honest. It's totally honest mm-hmm. and a little bit comical. I, I and laugh fantastic. about it. I totally laugh about it. <laughs> now everybody wants to know what we snapped about. Oh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I promise it was literally nothing. It was literally nothing. I'll tell you what's not nothing. This topic that Annie covered with us is so cool because I don't think I've ever thought of curiosity yeah. the way that I am now. Truly. It is so Maybe good. if both of us had been more curious yesterday, Ooh. we would have had stronger connections sooner. Had our wits about us. Well, I like losing my wits about me sometimes. And it's let like, me tell you, when you lose your mind a little bit, it brings me intense joy. I know, you know that. I know Watching you... Higgins lose her control is like... I didn't oh, lose control. I just no, had one little like you were moment. hitting me or something. No. And when we say Becky snaps, let me tell you what this sounds like. No, that's it. That's all it sounds like. She's not a verbally <laughs> aggressive girl. Oh, you guys. It was funny. Uh, anyway, but yes, you're right. Had we been a little bit more curious instead of um, quick to respond and react, right, to the thing that triggered us both, mm-hmm. that would have been helpful. That's what I love so much about this conversation with Annie. And I think what's cool about it is she's talking about not just connection and building connection with those that you know and already have close relationship to, but also Connection with just other people in general. Connection to humanity. Correct. It's really empowering. Well, and I think that's something, it's kind of like a dying art. Mm. And I hear from a lot of people, they feel disconnected from themselves. They they feel like they don't have really fulfilling relationships or they say like, I haven't found my person. I think we're losing the art of connection. Like Mm -hmm. we have forgotten how to do it. And honestly, our moment yesterday of like pure honesty and you were in a place mm-hmm. and I said a triggering thing that I was probably just rushing to say because oh, I didn't, if I, was, I had thought it through, I would have been like, this is not but the I, way but to say But the key that. is I was really in a place. It was not no, a good but place. I, should I really was. Paused. Yeah. But the fact is, is like the honesty mm-hmm. that came out of that of like, and you straight up said the words, I'm triggered. Like mm-hmm. that triggered me, right? Mm-hmm. That's honesty. And connection. Right? Honesty breeds connection. Totally. And so that's why it's not a big deal. Right. Why we can move forward. Oh, yeah. And why we're, we're honest in <laughs> our like, ups and downs because yeah. that literally is what creates relationships that you feel mm-hmm. are connected. Because we all have relationships, but do we believe them? Do we mm-hmm. honestly believe the connection and feel like we're connected? Well, and, and again, that's what I think I value so much and what Annie brought to this conversation, this ongoing conversation about cultivating a good life is that curiosity specifically, like when you listen to this and you, oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. You're going to internalize and think about the application in your own life with your totally. own people, with your own situations, because everyone's struggling in different ways. But when you take the time to just be a little more curious and a little less quick to judge, for example, it changes everything. And I'm finding totally. myself already applying the stuff that she shared with us. I'm just grateful. Are you guys excited? Because I'm excited. So good. Before we get there, let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. There's a good chance you have and use the Project Life app. You know that bringing your photos and written memories together in the palm of your hand with this app is pure magic. The finishing touch of all the documenting that you're doing in the app, of course, is actually printing those pages. For sure. We are huge fans of the photo books, and if you have yet to order one, we highly recommend it. They are gorgeous. Ordering happens intuitively and entirely in the app and ships right to your front door. Having said that, we know that there are plenty of documenting projects that 
make more sense to print individual pages instead of bound photo books. Absolutely. I'm regularly sharing that kind of app inspiration on Instagram. Now, in light of those individual pages you're printing directly through the app, we are thrilled to shout it from the rooftops that the basic products that you would need to support your app documenting are freshly back in stock. Albums, page protectors, even envelope pages to hold memorabilia and dividers to keep all your memories marked and organized. It's all available at shopbeckyhiggins.com. Friends, make those pages and print those pages. Between the app and the BH shop, we've got you covered for all your documenting needs. You know what's going to be good when when you hit start on the microphone, there's laughter that had to shush <laughs> leading into it. So listen, I want to tell you, there I was. Actually, it wasn't me at all. It was Becky Proudfit, but I'm going to tell her story. There she was. There I was. And she was at a thing. And there were lots of speakers. And yet there was not one that stood out more in her mind than Annie. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, Annie. Thank you. <laughs> that was great, Beck. It wasn't my story to tell, but I'm like, but I, you did it. That's so how well. you felt, and I know that's how you felt when you met her because mm-hmm. you were so impressed that you wanted to make sure I knew mm-hmm. that you were so impressed with this message that you shared. And then what happened? There she was. That happened. She mm-hmm. met you. She was impressed. And then what did she do, Annie? She went up to you and said, "What? I loved what you had to say. That was really impressive. I was really touched by what you said." And. And it meant the world to me. And? And? Come on. Oh, you should, <laughs> coming she's on pointing the microphone. <laughs> like, the Annie, microphone. listen, get it together. <laughs> she it. said, you should come on our podcast. Well, and I don't I think said, she said, what? you should. I think she's like, you are going to you, come. This That's is true. happening, Annie. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even like yeah. a question or a anything. It was, it this wasn't is going to happen. It was a, a demand. It was a demand. Sure. Yes. Well, but honestly, sometimes you hear those speakers, and I think for me, especially with Annie, what I really connect with is all of us, we talk about having a message, right? Or we have like our thing that we feel like is our gift or our experience or our talent. And when people speak from the heart to like who they uniquely are and the gifts that they uniquely have, you can tell. There's a difference between someone presenting good information and someone presenting themselves. Mm. And Annie presents herself, and I love it. Well, Anne, doesn't that help empower anyone listening 100%. to be more in tune with themselves? Like, right? She's yeah. blushing already, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> She's blushing already. Well, Annie, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners who are not yet familiar with you, and they're about to be. They're about to fall in love. They are about to oh, fall in love. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the Annie Show. Um, I'm Annie Joy. Joy is actually my middle name. That's lucky and convenient. Yeah. Um, I am a single mama. I have a son with autism and a daughter who um, had a birth defect as a baby. And so she had her own set of special needs. Everyone's doing much better now. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. He's eight and she's six and a half. Mm -hmm. The half is really important to her. She will tell anybody she's six and a half. Mm -hmm. And it's very important. And she does add a hair flip most of the time. She's nice. She poses. She does the peace sign, hip out, kissy lips. Mom, take a picture. Oh my gosh. She is serious business. That's where did she come from? I, know. I don't even know where she came from. <laughs> that's so awesome. It's true. She's oh. a good time. Yes. Oh, that's so fun. So I can tell family is most important to you, obviously, yes. and I can sense what a great mama you are. And I'm sure that so much of the experience that you've had in being a mother has brought you to the point where you are and how you love to help people. So what does that look like? What are you doing right now in your work? So I love teaching women about how to embrace themselves and love themselves and how to do that for other people. Mm. I remember trying to figure out, like, what is my, like, gift? What's something that I'm good at? And I had a hard time saying, like, what I was good at because I, you know, grew up thinking, like, being humble means, like, you you know, don't mm-hmm. think that much of yourself. Mm-hmm. You self-deprecate. And right. Like, and it's like, yeah. oh, actually, humble means, like, you know you're awesome, but you know where the awesome comes from. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. So I'm like, okay, so what's my awesome? My awesome is that I love just about everybody. Mm. Like, there's rarely a person that I'm not like, oh, I love this about them. Or it can be my downfall that I find good in everybody, and I maybe sometimes give too many chances or like don't Mm -hmm. set up boundaries because I'm like oh but I love them Mm -hmm. but it's easy for me to love people it's easy for me to see good in people Mm -hmm. and it's easy for me to connect and relate it's like 
breathing for me oh. like dancing because also i'm pretty good at that oh. <laughs> we also have a, a, a very deep and shared love for our friend allison and Annie, dance Annie party loves oh, her yeah. Allison have Falconer. you two both danced at the same thing have you da- uh, yeah I, well, oh okay good yeah because so i typically when i go party. to speak at retreats i or events <laughs> i talk about stuff and then i teach them all a dance Mm-hmm. And I make them do it with me. Oh, I love it. And then we just bust down into freestyle. It's really fun. Oh, it's I a good it. time. I love it. Well, yes. I love that you've been able to identify what your gifts are. And there are many, many more. But I think that that is, you know, if nothing else, that would be probably, you know, a takeaway for someone is like, do I do I really recognize and acknowledge what some of my most important gifts are? Um, and start with the ones that are most obvious and you can go deeper from there. But you're, you're noticing that and acknowledging it and from where it comes has helped you to be that kind of a positive influence on other people's lives because you can buoy up others by loving them, trusting them, and especially connecting with them. Absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. you, you teach people how to strengthen those connections. Yes. It's yes. amazing. Which let's be honest, I really think that that is something universally across the board. And certainly I see this with the people I coach is that, um, a lot of people, I would say women in particular, sometimes struggle with connecting with others, um, in a meaningful way, or they have relationships, but they don't feel that like deep connection. Yes. And then I think that pours over into how we connect with ourselves and sure. feeling fulfilled you know, by the connection we have to ourselves. And so I'm just going to let Annie go because yeah. her presentation is mm. pretty incredible. I can't so. wait to hear. Yes. What are you going <gasps> to share with our listeners today? You, guys. you girls are just so great. <laughs> I love it. Well, and when you're talking about connect with yourself, that's actually been my mission this past year because like we were talking about before, my divorce was finalized last April and it's actually my second divorce. Because I keep it classy like that. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. It means I have so much to learn if I've repeated a pattern. There you go. <laughs> it's good. But um, Haven't we all, by the way. Haven't we all. That is very true. Yes. But that has been my main mission is to get really cool with Annie. Mm-hmm. Because my last divorce, I didn't have children. And so I could just run away into, like I said, I'm good at connecting to people. Mm-hmm. I have gobs of friends. And I don't say that to be like, oh, look at me, I have so many friends. But, like, I just like everybody for the most part. There's not many people that I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. You know? I'm going to pass. I'm going to hard pass on that. Um, I mean, I even, my ex-husband, like, I'd, like, like to be friends. Mm -hmm. You know? There's things I love about him. Sure. Not everything. But is there any one person we love everything? I mean, other than Jesus? Right. Right. Not really. (laughs) Right? But, um... So it was just easy to go party and play and just never be alone. Yeah. I never let myself be alone because mm-hmm. once I did, all of the thoughts coming in of like, you're a failure and how could you be divorced? The spiral would just start. So I didn't sit in the spiral. I would just go party. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of did some therapy a little bit. Oh, I'm good. Great. Got married again. Mm-hmm. Then this divorce, I have children, so I can't go play all the time. Mm-hmm. So it like literally forced me into... I have to be alone half the time, mm-hmm. right? And even when they're home, if they're in bed, I'm not watching the show with anybody. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm alone. Sure. Right? right? So it was like, oh, here's this gift to learn how to be cool being alone. Mm. I don't like this gift, but I'm going to take it I'm and I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Well, and if, I mean, we've talked about this before, but the most astonishing thing to me about the year 2020, which forever shall be known as. The year that the world lost its darn mind. Uh, sure, the year will suck. There was a lot of really hard things that happened. Sure. But literally what really destroyed people, I feel like, we were asked to do something very simple. We were asked to cut out all of our extra activities and sit at home with nothing to do. Yeah. And the world collectively lost its mind. And I think exactly what you're talking about is at the heart of why 2020. I know it was for myself in my marriage, in my motherhood. Like I had to dig deep and like really reconnect in ways that I didn't know. Maybe I was disconnected because I have so much action. I have so much stuff in my life and activity and all the things. Like I didn't realize that I had become a little bit disconnected. And so being forced to like sit still and sit with yourself was like, 
honestly, a little bit of a transition and amazing. Like, come out the other side and it's great. But it was really hard. Mm -hmm. And I think collectively everyone was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this feels like a lot of time with myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what am I going to do with all of this time? Which, of course, we understand and respect that that there are many people who wish they had that experience. Mm -hmm. That is not everybody's case. Absolutely. Our frontline workers and everyone who actually had the opposite problem and did not have time to themselves, it's a completely different story. So when Becky speaks of that, I just don't want anyone to think that we think that that was everybody's experience because it was not. Not not including others who had a different experience. But also, too, some of those frontline workers, Mm -hmm. like I know a friend that that literally had to stay in a hotel for months on end without their family Mm -hmm. because they literally couldn't be around their family. It just... Yep. It just so was a hard. very right. It was an upside so, down experience, and we're still totally. So much I in think the-, the common thread though is everyone had to like shift their life from their normal and figure out who they were. Even if you were front lines or whatever, yeah. I think everyone had to get a little more introspective this year. I agree. Whatever mm-hmm. boat you were in, totally. Because like, right, we're all in the same storm, not the same boat. That right, is right. So like, true. I'm over in what's it called, dinghy. Is that they're called? <laughs> That's what I'm in. I'm not in a yacht, okay, in this storm. So, yes, oh, but I funny. think everyone had to figure out a little bit about them, or they at least had the opportunity to. Did everyone take that? Right. I don't know. Very good point. Yeah. I don't know everybody on the planet. Right. Sometimes I feel like I do. Right. Right. Just well, kidding. We know you like everybody on I the like them all. I'll meet you. I'm going to like you. Yeah. But I don't know if you did, but I think that everyone had the opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. And there were obviously lots of hard things. My getting divorced in the middle of a pandemic wasn't like, I don't have like the market on having a sucky year. Mm, Right. right. Like, Mm -hmm. but it did happen in April, like Mm. at the very beginning of all this. So it was like, well, how do I even begin to like meet a new human Mm. to develop a new relationship or anything? How do I even go about doing that? So it's even more forced me to like, just take a beat, be cool with me. And that was a lot of like laying on the floor, bawling my eyes out, like trying to struggle for air. Like Mm -hmm. this hurts so bad. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how I will ever pick up from this, you know, but it was, my kids are a blessing in so many ways. One of them that it forced me to be still forced me to be alone, forced me to face my own demons and that I had to pick up and keep going because of them, mm-hmm. right? I didn't actually spend one day, like, in bed being like, why is this happening to me? Like, whatever. I couldn't, right? I have kids. And for the first um, <clears throat> probably six to eight months, I um, I had them way more than half the time. But I fought for that. That's why it took so long he wanted 50-50, their dad, and I understand why. He loves mm-hmm. his children. He wants to be with them, and I didn't want to deny him that. It was more that because my son struggles with change and things being different, I wanted to give him the opportunity to adjust to that, and I think we just weren't hearing each other. We, yeah. weren't, we weren't getting into each other's listening to understand what the other person really wanted, mm-hmm. and I know that I was so upset myself that I probably didn't even convey what I wanted very well. And that's why it dragged out forever. At the end of the day, I said, I will take less money if Mm -hmm. I can have Evan work into this. If I have to pick kids or money, this is what I pick. Mm -hmm. And I want him to have that chance to grow into it because this is hard enough on everybody. And if I can ease even just a little bit of his pain, I'll do that. I know Heavenly Father loves me. I know he loves my children. I know that he'll take care of us. And he has. I have seen more miracles in the past two years than Mm. I probably have my entire life combined. Mm. Just things that just show up, things that happen. I think there's no other way to describe this other than God's hand. Mm. I can't. There's... And I could, that's a whole nine other podcasts right? about Annie's miracles. But <laughs> for right now to tell you that I just saw so many things mm-hmm. and, um, but it has taught me a lot. I have learned and grown and had so much healing. I know there's more healing to come, but I also have adopted this belief that isn't it fun and exciting that I will never be done? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't totally. it fun and awesome that I will always have something to learn? Like life will never be boring because there's another level there's no there to get to. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, well, in two months from now when I get there, nah, there's no there. Like every level, I'm like, oh, I think I feel better in this way or whatever. And then you get this whole nether level of like more peace and more compassion or more wisdom or right. whatever. And you're like, wow. And that's why I think that even in the afterlife, it's not going to stop. Yeah. Like there is no like destination. I think that that's the joy of it is that progression is eternal. Mm. And we're not like, oh, well, now I'm 
perfect in the sense. I think perfect means like you're perfect in progression. Right. Mm-hmm. You just keep going. Mm-hmm. I That's love amazing. that. And so, so through, thank you, Annie, for sharing all of that. I think that really helps us to understand more of the story that is in you and that has made, helped to shape who you are. What were some of your discoveries in that self-reflection? So one of my biggest ones is that um, I went to go speak at a retreat, and that's actually where I met Becky Prophet mm-hmm. at this retreat. And I had spoken at that same retreat the year before, and I was like in the thick of my divorce, and it was ugly and hard, but I showed up and I shared my heart, and it was amazing. I connected these amazing women, these amazing experiences happen, and it like kind of propelled where I'm at right now. So I went to go speak at this one, and things happen, whatever. I got in my head and was like, oh, I don't know if I should even do this. But then Be- that's when Becky was like, this was so impactful. And I'm like, okay, you got this. And I feel really strongly about this message that I share because as I was prepping for that retreat, I kept asking Heavenly Father, like, what is it you want me to say? And I went on a walk because I was typing, typing, typing. I was like, I need to just move my body. I'm losing it. Preach. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. So like, hey, went for a walk in the cul-de-sac, nothing yep. fancy, whatever. And as I was walking, like this came to my mind, Mm. like when we get curious, we get compassionate. And when we get compassionate, that's when we can create a connection or create a solution or whatever, that it follows that pattern. And since I figured out this pattern, it's not brand new information, right? Mm -hmm. Like none of it is. All the things, like, they probably all just come from the Bible anyway, right? right. Like, it all comes from the fountain of eternal truth, right? Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. this is just kind of, like, my it way of explaining it that makes sense. framing it, right? That's, yes. that's what mm-hmm. I think it seems like, the inspiration, the way it came to you. And I don't know that anything that we ever learn is new information, honestly. No, I think totally. it's, you know, Becky, you do such a great job uh, explaining it as, it's almost like you're remembering totally. what you already somehow knew. And so I love that you explain, I can picture you in the cul-de-sac having this, this inspiration come to you with clarity. And that's what it was, is more like you got clear about how it was packaged to make sense for you. Right. And so to reiterate that, will you say it again? You start with curiosity. you start with curiosity, Uh which leads you to compassion, which leads you to where you can create, whether that's creating a connection. And oftentimes it's going to come back to connection, right? Mm -hmm. But you get to create how that connection works for that person Mm -hmm. because how I connect with you two is probably different than how I connect to my son or to my daughter or my neighbor, right? There's so many different levels of connection, but when we are in a compassionate place, that's where creation like runs wild Mm -hmm. and we can be more open to those ideas. And so I tell people if you're not, if you can't, if you can't figure out what to do, you're not compassionate enough. And if you're not compassionate enough, you're not curious enough. Like, mm-hmm. I say that curiosity is one of my spiritual practices. Mm. Because when you start wondering and you start thinking, like, oh, wow, what might it be like for them? Or, and even if that's getting curious with Heavenly Father and praying and saying, I don't know what to do here. Like, I, and start asking questions of Him and start, when you open up that door of wonderment, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's like, oh, because you get out of your own story when you're being curious, right? Yeah. Um, and so I told this story. And I call it the airport story. It's a good one. I can't wait. I want to hear the story. Buckle in, friends. You ready for the story? (laughs) So, which is funny. I actually just read a book from my daughter's class. They're like, oh, because it's read across America or something. Mm -hmm. Anybody with little friends? So they're like, oh, parents, will you virtually read? I was like, sure, I'll make a video. How do I get it to you, though? Like, Mm -hmm. tech is not my strong suit. (laughs) Yeah. So I had to, like, figure out how to do the YouTube and send them. But I read them a book. So buckle up. Well, we're buckled in. Buckled in. Okay, so I'm at the Provo Airport. If any of you have been there, you know that it's not a large and in-charge place. Very regional, tiny, tiny. Provo is in the state of Utah. Mm -hmm. Yes, to clarify, for those of you who are not aware, Provo... Uh, was founded after Provost. Just kidding. We're not going into Provo history. So, okay, we're at the Provo Airport. I've got both my kiddos, and I think Evan might have been, what, maybe three or four at the time? So that would have made Charlotte, like, two or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're flying back home. We had been with Grandma and Grandpa and cousins, and it's always a magical time to be a family. I love living in Arizona, but I like to visit Utah. Mm -hmm. I like to be there with my family and connect with old friends. But it's always a little bit sad to, like, walk away from family, right? So, of course, my kids are feeling that a little bit. But we get through security, and Evan realizes, this is my little one with autism, he starts to realize, like, Papa's not with him, Mm. and Grandma's not there. And he, like, 
starts to freak out. And I mean, I'm already like, I mean, you can't see me, but like the mom hip, like you got kid on one hip, car seat on the other, diaper bag, backpack, binkies, whatever you're carrying, Mm -hmm. you know, all All the things, things. right? The mom stance, (laughs) Uh right? So I'm like already a little stressed about being in the airport with them. He starts freaking out. And I'm a recovering people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Anyone out there? Mm-hmm. Hear me? My hand is raised. Feel yes. me? Yeah. Feel me? Okay. So I'm far better than I was, but I was still pretty thick and people pleasing at that point. Mm-hmm. So he starts screaming, freaking out. Here's the thing. Kids have tantrums, right? Until you've witnessed a tantrum from a child on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's not the same thing. Totally mm-hmm. different. It totally is not. Different. They, I mean, it's like they're possessed of a devil sometimes. Mm-hmm. I took a video one time, so I was like, no one's going to believe this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is not real. Yeah. This boy, I mean, I love him with every bit of my soul. So he's losing his mind, right? And all these people whoop, are looking at me and a lot of judgmental stares. And this was not in my head, people. Like, they were, what, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for a people pleaser that's freaking suicide. It was yeah. terrible, right? I'm like, oh no, they they hate me. Everyone thinks I'm such a bad mom. I am a bad mom. What am I doing? Because I'm wrestling this one, trying to calm yeah. him down. Thankfully, there was a neighbor who was like, I'll take Charlotte. I'm like, thank you, Henley mm-hmm. Father. Yeah. So passed her off, trying to wrangle this one because he's in this tiny room. He's overstimulated. There's all these humans yeah. and he can't get to the person he wants to get to. We can't even go outside. To, like, get away from the stimulus. Mm -hmm. Dude is losing it, Mm -hmm. right? So one by one, people are coming over like, do you want a treat? I'm like, nah. Mm -hmm. Does he want a snack? Does he want candy? Someone offered their iPad. (laughs) I mean, so, but each time they came over, I was like, thank you so much. Evan actually has autism, and so he's just having a hard time right now. Mm -hmm. And send them on their way, right? And then someone else would come. Mm -hmm. I'm repeating my, I mean, by now, guys, I have my speeches, right? Like, Evan has autism, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're working on... And how nice for people to reach out. Right. Sure, totally. They were trying to They were, and and it was so kind, but I was also just, like, overwhelmed and stressed out myself. And I'm like, thanks so much, but there's nothing you can do. You know, getting back to wrangling the kid. Yeah. So then, again, this is not a large room, right? So I think words started kind of spreading throughout the room. Oh, this kid has special needs, whatever. And I felt almost like a little bit of a shift in the room. Mm-hmm. And we got on the plane. Well, first, they on the other side, unbeknownst to me, my parents are like, do you hear that kid? Like, let us go through and help our daughter. And they're like, well, blah, blah, blah. it's an hour yeah. till boarding, whatever. They're like... Do you want to annoy the rest of your passengers or do you want to let us go back there? Right. Yeah. Like, my mom is bossy. Mm. I swear I get it from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was telling him, like, no, you need to help them. And so they got the driver's license. They send my dad through. Oh, Evan, oh. calm down. Oh. <gasps> Papa's here. So he, like, scoops up in Papa's arms oh. and calmed it right down. And it was like, oh, okay, oh, fine. Yeah. So then once we go to get on the plane, he could, like, say his goodbyes again, give him hugs. We're good. We get on the plane, we get through the flight. I'm a pretty champion solo flyer with children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Done it a lot of times. Yeah. So then we're getting off the plane, and I get off and I realize Charlotte's lost a shoe. Oh, I'm like, dear. good, good. <laughs> this is how we're ending this day. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I got to get this shoe. They're like, you have to wait till everyone comes off. And I'm like, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's what you're telling me right now? Yeah. It's fine. So I wait at the end, still mom hip, right? Two mm-hmm. kids, car seat, whatever, like just keeping everybody happy. Mm-hmm. We're just going to wait till the people get off the plane. Mm-hmm. But guess what? what? Everyone coming off that plane, I mean, mood had shifted from like judgy eyeballs mm-hmm. to like, mama, you are awesome. Getting high fives. I mean, I'm at, I'm at the ramp, right? Waiting for them all come mm-hmm. down. It's like a parade. Aww. They're like, Mama, you did it. You made it. Like, you're awesome. High fives all around. Like, smiles. Everyone smiled at me. Every single person off that plane was like, whatever, Aww. getting off the plane. Then this guy comes up to me, and I was a little nervous. I'm like, why are you, like, confronting me? Mm-hmm. He, like, stands in front of me, and he's like, listen, I got to apologize to you. And I'm like, oh, no, what is it? I mean, I got really nervous. I'm like, yeah. crap, did we do something? Like, what is the matter? And he's like, I just, I was having some terrible thoughts about you and your son. And sometimes I use humor when I'm nervous. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's okay, man, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he was a little taken aback by that too. Like, wait, what? I'm like, anyway, go ahead, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just, 
I feel so bad. I had no idea your son was special needs because that's the tricky part of autism. Agreed. You can't see any like difference per se. Mm-hmm. The older he gets, a little more like obvious it is in like how he's acting, mm-hmm. right? If he's stimming and doing his thing yeah. and he's eight, right? But like when he was five and still being potty trained and I'm changing him on a, this giant baby on a, you know, mm-hmm. they're not seeing that part of it, but like as he gets older, gets more obvious, right? But right. yeah, I didn't know your son was special needs and I was having such terrible thoughts and mm-hmm. I feel terrible now. And I just want you to know that now that I know that, you're an amazing mom mm-hmm. and I am so impressed with you. And I just want you to know that you're doing a great job and I'm so sorry for what I did. And I'm just like, jog the floor. Yeah. Because, of course. well, for one, a lot of people were having those thoughts. Did one of them come tell me sorry? No, they didn't need to, right? Like, that's right. not their job to, like, come tell me they're sorry. Right. But what was beautiful about that was because he fell into that model, right? Because he started getting curious. It was like, oh, he got curious about his own judgment. It was like, oh, am I wrong? Hmm. Was I wrong to think that of her? Mm. Oh, you know what? I am wrong. And then he felt compassion towards me. And then he came and told me that. And he created a connection with me. I'll never forget that man. I don't even remember what he looks like, mm-hmm. but I will remember this experience the rest of my life. And Absolutely. I've told this story lots of times because mm-hmm. he could have just kept walking. He could have been part of the parade that was like, oh, good job, mom. See you later. And while all of that was heartwarming to see them change their energy towards me, he's the one that made the impact mm-hmm. because he created a connection because he cared and he saw me as a person. He saw me. And I don't think we see each other enough. And that's why I do feel passionately about this because this is how we break it down. This is how you do it. You want a step-by-step, play-by-play? Three steps. Three magic steps. Mm. And you know, what is it called when it all starts with the same letter? Alliteration. Alliteration. I love those. I love it. That's my favorite. Mm. When it's all very succinct like that. All right, so take us through this model. Okay, so... I actually. And also, that's one of my favorite stories isn't ever. That so isn't it? I just I love mean, that man, and it is obviously very encouraging for all of us to take action like he did. And Becky and I say this a lot: don't just think the nice thing, say it. Do the nice thing, say the nice thing. Don't just think right. it. Don't just hold mm-hmm. it in your brain. And and I think the reason why is because we do need more of that connection. We do. We do. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs it. We need like you need it, and I need it. Yes. I need to give it. You need to receive it. You need to give it. I need to receive it. Absolutely. We all need that. And I think that so much of what we do is seeking for that. We're just going about it in really dumb ways, right? Absolutely. Like scrolling through Facebook. What am I actually looking for? Connection. Mm-hmm. Going shopping. I'm looking for connection. Like all the things right. we do, all this escape tactics, all the numbing tactics. The buffering. All the crap is so we can try to connect. We just don't actually, once you know that's what it is, you're like, oh, actually I should just call my friend right now because that would actually give me what I'm looking for mm-hmm. right but yes we do need that desperately for sure um so this curiosity piece i think Brene brown said you can't hate someone up close mm. oh i don't know if i've heard that yes that, yes mm-hmm. you would know you're wise old owl i love that Brene brown oh she's that Brene awesome. brown she's a good time she yes. is and that's totally true because when you step back or you know we all have this set of assumptions we make all the time and whether or not we want to accept that like that is kind of the human condition and so since we're hardwired for that, it really takes that pause of mindfulness to say, no, hold on. I understand I'm making assumptions about people. And to be honest, like this kind of curiosity thing, like I've heard from a lot of people with all the discussion on racism and all the divisiveness with politics, there's just so much. Curiosity is like the answer. Like curiosity yes. is the key yes. to, like, to like the connection and bridging that gap. Because if you can be curious about someone rather than, you know, come to a foregone conclusion, there's you're a give, whole like that's lot of just concluding that's happening, right? Yeah, that is I just think such we have lost the art of like disagreeing. Mm-hmm. I think, especially online, like I have been shocked by some people that I've always seen as like calm and quiet and kind, and I would share even just, hey, I appreciate you sharing your perspective. I have a little bit different one, but I really love what you shared, and I love you showing up as, like, 
where you're at. Mm-hmm. And I got kind of attacked. And I was like, whoa, Nelly. Like, it is, right. it's a wicked little world out there it's right now. It's just a little, well, it's a little charged. There are some things that bring out the not so best parts of humanity. Sure. And, and, th- yeah. and I know these are all still good people, oh, right? Yeah. Because I believe that everyone has goodness. And we've just got a little bit lost in defending our like rightness mm. yes and totally that's not the end game here right I, t- I tell my kids all the time because this curiosity piece is something I'm really trying to instill in my children as I'm recognizing particularly racial bias like doing better like knowing more, right. doing better and trying mm-hmm. to do better with my kids and that curiosity thing is something I am constantly trying to like okay ask questions about seeing something from someone else's point of view or why could they have possibly be been acting that way rather than just they right. sucked like why would someone maybe reach out and try to hurt you or and one thing I, I often tell my kids which I'm sure I heard from someone somewhere is you can either have friends or you can be right but you can't have both right because if rightness is the thing that guides you, you're gonna you you might be right, but you're gonna be right alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And that's not. It's a lonely little spot. Right. Well, that's what I love yes. so much about where you're going with this message is because it all does come back to connection. The goal is connection. Right. And but if you're not feeling that connection, that's where you have to start. Because we, I don't just like wake up one day and have this compassion for this person who's like really hurt me. Right. Because here's the thing: like in movies, we even kind of see the same model come out. Right. Because there's a character, we, a lots of questions are answered about who they are, and then we grow to love the character, right? And we mm-hmm. care about what happens to them. Absolutely. And then, like, this thing happens or whatever, right? So, and even with our friends, right? Or on a date. You go on this date. I've been on a few of them now. It's a unique experience <laughs> in your late 30s. Yeah. It's fine. But you go and you ask a lot of questions, right? That's yeah. how someone falls in love. They find out about someone. They get curious about them. That's where love grows from. I mean, you can have like a general love for all people, especially mm-hmm. if you're Annie Joy. I mean, they could just have that. Right. But like that deeper love comes from diving into who they are and their reality. Because my reality is not the only one. Right. Right. And like that guy at the airport, his reality was like, well, this lady's freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Right. She's a crappy mom and that's a crazy kid. And she's to get control of her son. Right. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. Yeah. It's delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, but then his reality shifted. Right. And he was like, oh, dang, my reality was wrong. Right. Because reality is so relative anyway. Totally. But the way I experience the world is the way I experience the world. And it, I would hope that curiosity is like a fun thing. Yeah. Like, instead of arguing with someone about, like, why they hate masks or love masks or why they love vaccines or hate vaccines or, you know, mm-hmm. what, uh, circumcision or no circumcision, like, all the things that the moms buttons. get kind of, like, Fire on enough. one mm. side or the other, mm. wouldn't it just be fun if you were, like, I'm just curious why you like that? I don't have to agree with you to validate who you are as a human being. Totally. And I don't have to agree with you to listen to you. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I don't. I've listened to lots of stories about all kinds of spectrum on this 2020. And mm-hmm. guess what? They're all okay. Mm. Right. Because it's theirs. I know. Well, it, and, yeah. I would ahead, add, I would add, just as you're talking about curiosity, the, the flavor that I want to add to that is that the curiosity really should be in the spirit of love. Yes. Don't mm-hmm. be curious from a place of fear. Absolutely. Remember that curiosity is, it is actually by nature, it is in love because I, I just want to say that because I don't want someone to twist it and say, well, but I am technically being curious when I ask no, that's them, a really what good the point. heck are you thinking about your political views? You know, <laughs> what really, the heck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not, that's not curiosity. That's not actual yeah. curiosity. Right. Yes. Not, I think that's right good to, con, con, like, to define and contain what curiosity actually is. Cause mm. right, you're right. That's not curiosity. That's like attacking right that's right. passive aggression yeah that's that a little thing we like to call passive <laughs> not the best the <laughs> other thing i want to bring up is you know thinking about you talk about dating and curiosity and you're so right i never thought about it that way that love really kind of grows in this garden of curiosity but also too you know i've been married 18 years and i would say that that curiosity has come has been crucial really at every phase because sometimes you get stuck in patterns or like oh he's this way or i'm this way but then you change, you grow, you evolve. Right. Well, I hope you do. That's the plan. That's the plan. We <laughs> need we need to be the hope, right? Changing and evolving and progressing. And are we giving the people in our lives that same, I don't know, generosity, I guess, of curiosity? Yeah. Because sometimes we kind of pigeonhole each other. I think that's true. Or even true. the way we talk about our kids, like, mm. oh, this is my difficult child, or this is my whatever. Like, curiosity is the gift of, like understanding that they own themselves and that they can change, they will change. And it's like 
falling in love with your people all over again. Mm, right. And that. you get to let go of like loving them for how you want them to be. Right. Right. Like that's been, I mean, please anyone listening know that this doesn't mean I think that like I've arrived somehow and that like I'm this guru on all loving people. Mm -hmm. But as I'm growing in this, I'm learning more and more about how to love people as they are and not how I want them to be. And it's pretty freeing actually. Oh, I can like hallelujah it, and amen. <laughs> releases mm -hmm. so like, much energy around trying to like oh make them be a certain person. Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. and all day long. And that has that very thing has served me so greatly in the past couple of years, especially. I have felt that freedom come. Doesn't mean that it, all relationships are just easy breezy and like no problems at all. But when I let go of any expectations that I have of people or that I think that, you know, yeah, yeah, expectations <laughs> is probably the best way to sum it right. up. It is, it is very freeing, mm -hmm. incredibly. Yeah. Liberating. And, I mean, please bless. That does not mean that, like, I don't ever do it. Right. Of course right? not. Like, yeah. did it yesterday. Was mm. like, okay, pump the brakes, Annie. You know better. Right. And you do the work, right? But that the whole point is the work's never done. You just get quicker at catching it. Totally. Right? You're like, oh, there it is. Bless its heart. Like, triggers are a gift. And you think, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. there's something there. Bless its heart. There's that, little trigger. There's that ugly little trigger. <laughs> How are you doing, there little guy? There she is. There she is. We like to call her, I don't know, Felicia. So yeah. you can say, bye, Felicia. Karen. Karen's another popular Karen's trigger Karen's another name. one. Yes. yes. <sighs> right. But it doesn't mean that I don't do this. It right. just means the more I learn it, the more I get better at it. And the more peace I create in my own brain because I'm letting go of some of that. There you go. And learning it. And the more that I do this, the more the easier it gets, right? Mm -hmm. Just like any habit. But when I start to feel like Ugh, against somebody, oh, that means I'm not being curious enough, mm -hmm. right? If I'm not in a compassionate place, even with a person who is a friggin' jerk, mm -hmm. it means I'm not in compassion. I can't do anything about them anyway, right? right? And another thing I want to say about curiosity is that a large piece of that is curiosity with yourself. Why am I so triggered by this? Love Why it. does this bother me so much? Mm -hmm. I just had a phone call with a friend today exploring like something that happened and why was that triggering for me? Like what did it push? Oh, it was pushing my not enough button. Mm. Right. Oh, okay. Thanks for showing up again. I know you. You're ugly. See you later. Right? But right. I need to get curious with me about why it's bugging me, why I'm there in this place and then curious about them and why might they be thinking that way and to find out because I do care. It is from a loving place. I even tell my six-year-old that, well, six and a half. Six, six and, and a half. half. Hair Listen, flip. Listen, six and I a half. Hey-o. Um, she'll tell me like, oh, so-and-so is so mean to me today, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, Charlotte, what do we say about people who are mean? And sometimes she remembers, sometimes she doesn't. But like people that are mean are sad inside. Mm -hmm. They're hurting. Mm -hmm. They're hurting in some yeah. way and that's why they're sad. So what could you do? She's like, oh, I could give them a hug. Like, I love that idea. Let mm -hmm. me know how it goes, you know? Yeah. But it is mm. a, we know that hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And so when we shift into compassion, though, you've both felt it. We've all felt it at some point or another, right? And it's this magical place of being where, like, you see them and think about it. If a person just, like, came in and was like, hey, yo, Becky, either one of you, <laughs> and laid out their story for you, your heart opens up to compassion oh, right yeah. away, oh, right? Yeah. When we see and know people's story and their heart, we just often don't just offer that up, right? right. Most people are not walking around saying, by the way, I had a heart attack last year and so I'm reconsidering my health, Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Well, have you seen that video where like it's the people all walking around and there's captions above their heads? Okay, yes. mm -hmm. I love that and I, yeah, yep. I love that like, Everyone, if you could see a thought bubble over their head, oh my goodness. everybody is carrying around pain. Everyone. We just forget about that, That's right? That's right. do. Mm -hmm. And when we open up to that and see them and like feel that compassion... It is, I mean, that's what I live for. What we all live for, right? Mm -hmm. Because in that compassion, you automatically start connecting. Oh, yeah. You can create deeper connections, right? That's your place to like create a solution. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe when you phrase it this way, I kind of take it this way. That's not your business. It's just that... That's kind of how I take it. Mm -hmm. So maybe you could say it this way. Or like maybe I, you know, I reacted that way because I'm not feeling close to you. Could we just plan out some time so I could feel that closeness with you? Mm -hmm. Sure, let's do that. But you've done all that because you've figured out what's going on with them and with yourself. You've come together in compassion and then you've created a solution that works for both of you. Because mm. connection is a two-party game. I yeah. mean, I guess it wasn't just you, but for the most part, it's a two-party game. Sure. Right? Even connecting with God. Mm -hmm. So creating that solution is coming from that place. Mm. I love that. Mm. Isn't that so good? And it's such a simple 
the three C's, curiosity, compassion, and creation. Mm -hmm. And the thing I love about all of this is if you kind of follow this cycle, it's just like a quick little tick list you can do. I think the times in life when we're exceptionally happy or exceptionally triggered are such a gift because I always tell people like, okay, well think about the last time you felt exceptionally present and happy. Mm -hmm. What was it about that that made you feel that way? Like what was it that you perceived you had in that moment? Mm -hmm. Or or likewise, if you're super triggered, what did it, what is it that you're perceiving as being like thrust upon you or being taken from you? Or like you're missing out on Right, maybe, exactly. Or, yeah. Why are you so triggered? And this information is so helpful, helpful to us because you can move through it. Like, right? And this is such just a beautiful, easy way. Mm -hmm. So just getting curious. I appreciate the conversation just for a couple of recent experiences that are going through my mind. Um, Becky knows I was just recently in my, my childhood hometown and I was on cloud nine. I was so giddy. Yeah. I was so giddy and happy. And it kind of took me by surprise because I'm like, I mean, I knew I hadn't been home in a minute, but I wonder why I'm feeling this. And the key here is that I got curious. And for me, writing is a thing, right? Like yep. documenting is how I process. And yeah. so when I started putting things into writing, I was like, oh, that's where my curiosity took action. Mm -hmm. Because I was curious and put some time into thinking about it. I was like, oh, you know why? You know why? Because this is where I learned my identity. And identity right. is a huge value for me. Knowing who I am, whose I am, where I come from, what I'm about. Like this is where it began, was here in this town on these and these places, right? right. And, then I, and then another point of curiosity, completely unrelated, that was literally yesterday is I was, I was at the nail place. And my nail girl, we just got chatting, as you do. And she started sharing with me about the loss of her sweet little 13-month-old that died in a car accident in Vietnam before they moved to America. And then she told me about a stroke she had. And, and she was like in her 20s or early 30s. And then she told me about the second stroke that she had mm -hmm. five months or five weeks later. Mm -hmm. and, and my point of sharing that is I felt so connected to this girl. And this right. is what I want to bring up. Connection isn't about collecting more friends. It's nope. not about the number of people that you feel connected nope. to. There's something about humanity that like that just, I felt like a happier, more joyful person because I, I feel pain just like you do, just as the next person does, just like this nail lady did. Like we all have burdens and pains and sorrows and heartaches and to just connect with another human, sister to sister on, on hard things and lost and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, we've all got it, and we're in it together. We're doing this thing together, this thing mm -hmm. called life. And and that, to me, that kind of connection has nothing to do with the number of, of acquaintances and has everything to do with kind of um, furthering my own understanding of what yes. we're here to do. Right. And that and is to connect. It's, you know, opportunities to have that, whether it's with, like, four people that you know or 24 mm -hmm. people that you know. It's looking for daily opportunities to have that. Because mm -hmm. I think we, like we need air, we need connection. Mm -hmm. And if we're not getting it, that's when you start kind of getting, you know, whatever. choose your favorite vice or right. whatever. Getting right. lost, buffering, Yes, all hiding, the things. And if we don't do those. So I do feel like, let's write a prescription. We're going to write it. Okay. Write, write it, it down. Pass it off. Yep. Okay. Write it down. Yes. Um, if you are feeling judgment, it, judgment is the absence of love. So if you're feeling that, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling blah in any way, you're going to go get some connection. Yeah. How yeah. are we going to get connection? You are going to start getting curious about why you're not. So if you are asking yourself, like, maybe I want more friends or I want whatever it is you're wanting, you start getting curious with yourself. Like, what's working and not working? What am I, what am I actually lacking? What am I actually looking for? And then when you have compassion with yourself, then you will start figuring out, what the next creation is and if it's with somebody that you're wanting connection with then you get curious why aren't we connecting right now is it time is it we're not going on dates is it like whatever what is the reasons you are thinking of that this connection isn't happening mm -hmm. and get curious but with them like maybe why ask them why do you think we're not going out together more or mm -hmm. why are we not whatever and again asking from a loving place not a always defensive place mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so it really I, I really believe just about any problem you've got, get curious, love will come into your heart and you'll be able to create what it is. Even mm -hmm. if it's creating a new habit mm -hmm. or creating a system in your life, that will come when you're in a compassionate place, right? I created more um, systems for myself and my health because I got curious about what wasn't working mm -hmm. and focusing on being skinnier didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. because. 
Yeah, well, imagine it's not, that. It's not coming from a place of love. And that's the it's thing. It's not. If, if we don't have that curiosity and curiosity being based in love, we can come up with the systems and the things all oh, yeah. the day long. Ain't but I nothing. promise you, it is not the kind of situ- or solution that you want. It's not no. the kind of solution that's going to help you to grow in love and alignment. No. It's just going to be the kind of solution that's going to drive you crazy. Right. Mm. So when you figure out what is it's actually going to be like meaningful for me then I, and when i'm in compassion with myself of like look sister you had two babies there's all these things like i i actually have a practice of writing love letters to myself oh i love that and i actually have some Ooh. prompts i maybe I should give you guys those but uh, i have prompts I to like ask yourself like if you can't think of what to say i have some prompts of like i'm so proud of you for or i noticed mm. that you showed up in this way or mm-hmm. whatever some prompts which i'm sure y'all would love well what Ms. we'll Writers. do what we'll do is just i think you should actually put it on your instagram or website mm-hmm. and we will make sure that people know where to find you or where to go so they are going to you for those prompts i think that's wonderful i love it thank yes. you for offering that but that is something that also, is it, that's also like a way that I will get curious with myself and then find compassion for myself. Mm, is like, it. oh, sister, of course you're having a hard time. This happened, this happened. Because here's the thing. When we are waiting for someone else to t- tell us exactly what we want to hear, like mm-hmm. the perfect like pep talk or whatever. And yeah, like I told you earlier, I'll call my sister and she's like, don't be dumb, do this, right? Right. And it's just what I need to hear, right? Yeah. But there are times that I don't even know what is I need to hear until I start writing, which is why oh, I love girl. you guys. Oh, right? Preach, you start preach. writing. Seriously. Listen, just write it out, then dance it out. There okay? you go. Very simple Motto for life. Yes, but as oh. you do that and you start writing like this, you get to tell yourself exactly the pep talk you need. There you go. Exactly the compassion you need, right? It's like, I want someone to say this and this. That's garbage, right? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting around for something. Again, it's that making someone be a certain way. You have to say this to me or like, I don't you know, have a good relationship with you. No, mm-hmm. I get to do that for me. Mm-hmm. And I get to be a party of one for a minute and just write all these things and love hard on myself of like, sister, this has been a year that has stretched you to your, I mean, I joke that I've grown so much. My soul has stretch marks. I love that. <laughs> I, I mean, love that. it That's is a growth. You need to stitch that on a pillow. Uh, we'll, Stitching. We'll 2020 <laughs> made me grow so much. My soul, soul has, has stretch marks. marks. I love that. Let's worry. create gonna... a cross stitch. I don't actually cross stitch, but y'all can. Well, we're uh-huh. going to create uh-huh. a graphic we'll make a that pattern. will be in the stories, and then yeah. people can grab a screenshot. <laughs> and that's... they can cross stitch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All day long. But yes, but I can tell myself that, right? Like, sister, it's been a hard year. Of course you got a little frustrated. Or of course this happened, like... Give yourself some grace. There you go. But that's the purpose of my love notes is to Mm. give myself grace, to be kind to myself. And then I figure out, like with the health, that is not working. Be so kind to myself. Of course, all these things are happening. Of course, you're the weight that you are. You're fine. You're beautiful. You're awesome. Then I say, oh, in my schedule, because my my autistic one's homeschooling. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Bless you. Bless me. (laughs) But I hire tutors. I like hire humans. There you go. I'm the principal of the homeschool. I love it. Okay? Yeah. I mean, I do some, I dabble in some teaching here and there, but it's mostly like, gathering all his resources whatever yeah right Uh but even in all of that it's part-time job yeah right in my personal schedule what works for my life and my health and I've created a little system it's not amazing but it's amazing for me but I only was able to create that because I got curious and got compassionate then I could create a lasting system for myself right create a better relationship everything gets created to the 10th level when you come from compassion. Mm. Okay, you want to know my so favorite part good. about all of this? Yes, what is Tell it? Tell me. Is this is something you can do without anyone else. Mm. If yeah. you have a tough relationship, go through the three C's. Curiosity, compassion, creation. You're going to go through that. Nobody else needs to change. No. But how you approach will, and that is how we change the world. That's how we change relationships. That's how we, what is, our favorite marriage, marriage person says, it takes one person changing to save a marriage. It's true. Like we can absolutely change the world yes. by like changing how we act. And you saying that prompted a story quickly. Let's do it. Let's tell me. This is a so, perfect way to round things okay, out. I love here it. Here it is. So I don't need to share like a lots of details. Just the overall outline is that the, um, I like to, I try to call him my kid's dad because mm-hmm. X feels negative. I try, mm-hmm. I don't always do it, but 
because that's the positive influence he is in our life, right? Mm -hmm. He's my kid's father, okay? So my kid's father and I were frustrated about a money situation. The details don't matter, right? Right. But it was a money situation, and it wasn't one we had tackled before. It was a new one, Mm -hmm. and we were totally at odds, and I felt very stuck, and all of my triggers around, like, needing to be dependent or like I'm trying to be independent but I can't be yet and all this stuff came up and it was ugly for me for a minute and I just got off the phone I couldn't even talk to him and my sister was like same sister who tells me my pep talks we love her mm-hmm. I love her <laughs> Katie I love you so um she said you're gonna have to pray I don't have any advice for you you're gonna have to pray it felt very impossible to all of us like mm-hmm. what do we do here mm-hmm. to just pray so I did and I um have this whole system that's for another day of like I've learned from a podcast about how to study and how to seek out that revelation in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So I prayed and I started following through these footnotes and I got led to in Luke, strengthen thy brethren in all thy conversations and all thy doings. And all of a sudden, boom, I knew what to say and my heart felt so peaceful and it felt weird because I went over and said, hey, this money, I said, no, I said, peace is more important to me than this money. Mm-hmm. So you can just keep it. It's okay. I'd rather have peace between us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was a little surprised because that was mm-hmm. not an answer I would have come up totally. with. Totally. Right. Heck no. Yeah. Like I was very grabby in that moment and was like stressed out about how I'm supposed to support my kids and whatever. But I felt very strongly that's what I needed to do. And I got mm-hmm. curious about, you know, asking how my father, asking myself why I was triggered, thinking about where he might be coming from. Mm-hmm. And I felt compassion for all of us in that moment sure. and said, hey, I care more about me and you than fighting over this because I want a good relationship. When I knew that was my end goal, it changed Mm -hmm. and I knew what to say and I sent that email and guess what? He came back and was like, no, we should split it. Wow. See? Which wasn't even the goal. It wasn't even the goal. He, I, I never thought he'd back down. Oh, mm-hmm. heck no! Neither. We're both feisty human beings. Our kids have no chance. (laughs) But it was, it was beautiful to see that. Like, Mm -hmm. wow, I would not have thought of that answer. And then look what happened. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what miracles we can see when we do allow God to enter our story. Absolutely. And that is honestly the miracle that you saw is that you invited him into your problem, into your story, into your situation, and you asked for help. Isn't it amazing how that works? You just asked. And isn't yeah. it funny that he directed you right back to your own system of getting curious, compassion, yeah, and then not funny creating that he like planted that mm-hmm. in my brain mm-hmm. and then he just kind of was like, Hey, remember that one time I told you that? Remember, remember I told you that a few times. Remember, like I keep telling you that. Yeah. Like maybe you need a tattoo of it. Maybe I'll condone it one time because you keep forgetting. Right. I love that, but it goes back to like this is one of those pieces that I feel so empowered by, by things that can give us emotional self reliance. Yeah. Because I think so much of our problems come from unmet expectations and things we expect other people to give us, but. People, sisters, sisters, we can do this for ourselves. Yeah. We can change relationships ourselves simply by how we feel about ourselves and how we interact in the world. Oh, yeah. And then we can actually have the connection we want that will make us feel that deep contentment and fulfillment and connected to humanity and to this life. Annie, how do people connect with you and find more about what you have to share and offer? You are the best. Um, My Instagram handle is HeyAnnieJoy and my website is... Website. Website. <laughs> Website. That's right. That's what I got. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's what I have. Um, it's AnnieJoy.com. And that's about it. Awesome. That's, and she coaches. She does coaching and it's just a delight. We are so glad Clearly. to have you here. Yes. Oh, yeah. So the if you're having a hard time figuring those, yeah, those pieces, like it can be a little bit tricky. So sometimes it's helpful to have an outside person mm-hmm. walk you through to that talk it through. and dig a little deeper. Well, and on yes. a very personal level, that is the nature of coaching, right? Yes. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of the whole point. You have that personal handholder that can walk you yes. through those things. We are so utterly grateful that you were willing to share your message. You're just delightful. Isn't she just She's joyful? even more delightful in person than what you guys are listening to. That's why you mm-hmm. just should follow her on Instagram <laughs> because then you can see her uh-huh. face. She's so darling. We're so thankful Really, truly. Thank you so much, Annie. And thank you, friends, for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you, you know that Annie's on our page with this, we invite (laughs) you to write down those promptings, put it in writing, and most importantly, act on them. We all love you. We are cheering you on, and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.
like, why don't I just throw it away? Because every time I wear it, I get upset. Right. Well, so then like, why? This is just creating there's a little bit of like a double boob situation that like, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? When you wear something all day long, you're like, you're like thinking about it, thinking about you. like, why am I wearing the bra yes. that makes me sad or angry? And it's just like having a little splinter in my finger. Yeah. I don't love a single bra that I own. See? Oh. Stupid. I don't even understand. You know how many bra companies are going to reach out to us because this outtake is going to be included? Oh, dear. <laughs> Listen, give me a bra that doesn't suck. Give me a bra that feels amazing, has no underwire, yeah, thank and makes you. me look underwire like I haven't had four kids. Underwire is a devil's snare of mayhem. Yes, it is. Stop. Stop is. with the underwire. Do it. I, ho- I hope. I pray. I pray uh, someone I listens pray. and invents or reaches out. <laughs> Give me. You don't have to pay me anything. Bra. Just in- Dude, introduce me. I will take me. a picture in your bra and advertise it. I've never Make felt so much passion in the expression of your. Do you like your bras? <laughs> no. See, oh, man. yeah. See, listen, <laughs> bra companies. Not a single woman in this room likes their bra. Do That's a business it? idea. <laughs> yeah. Now, what? Any yeah, gentleman callers yeah. in the audience? <laughs> I happen to be single. I'm probably like 75% excited because guess what? Typically, if you put a microphone in front of me, there's glitter in my veins. Yeah. 